Hello and welcome again to another episode of Sacktown Talks. Today we have a very special guest joining us. We have Assemblyman Carlos Villapoida joining us from the 13th Assembly District. Carlos, how's it going? Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hey, our pleasure, our pleasure. You know, it's been kind of weird uh, here locally. Usually you'd be able to make the rounds, do some meet and greets, but you came in here 20, 2021, fresh uh, in the middle of COVID. So kind of how, how have you been doing acclimating to Sacramento and you know, uh, the assembly? Well, you know, it, it, it reminds me of, of belonging to uh, joining a new club, right? They all talk about these old, good old stories, right. you know, what they used to do. And and uh, for, for me, it's 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 been kind of, it, it's new, right? right. So, but hearing the, the stories of what people used to do, uh, I'm like ready to start those, you know, interviews and having people come through the hallways and right. knock on the door, you know. Um, but it, it's, it was tough, it was difficult, I'm not gonna lie, because, you know, when I got sworn in, you know, I remember getting home where I couldn't have my wife or, or kids or family around me. I got home and they, they you know, she asked, you know, how did it go today? <laughs> and it was like, you know, what do you say? I just said, it was kind of blah, right. you know, it was no, nothing to it right because there was no excitement you know we're we're all more than six feet apart and you know you couldn't you couldn't talk to anyone right you know? i mean it was it was it was some it was some difficult tough challenging times right now you know that's during that. that's funny like you'll talk to some members who like were, were around in the 80s and then they'll be like oh back in my day and then like people in the 90s oh pre-term limits that's funny pre-covid you know before covid we'd have people in the building <laughs> right we'd right. have lobby days yeah different yeah. world that's that's yeah. funny that's no funny. it was i mean i mean it was it was challenging right because you also had to um you know go through hiring staff right you don't know them you don't you haven't seen them you're just kind of everything is through zoom mm -hmm. but i mean the, the the zoom part was okay you know i kind of enjoyed it you right know? Um, coming in and um, you know getting to know people just through Zoom. Now, when you see folks around, you know, around the Capitol, and they, you know, they don't have their mask on. Right. You know, they're saying hi, like you know them. You're you're kind of trying to figure out like where do I know you from? You know, it's like we were on Zoom like a couple of weeks ago. Right. It's so hard to to put a name to a face, right? Oh, so, totally. But, and, and it's, I think it's gonna be like that for a bit, yeah. Yeah, that's funny, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so kind of, I guess, so let's talk a little bit, I guess, about your background before you got here and kind of your race. Uh, so what were you doing, you know, before you came up to the assembly and kind of what, what made you want to run? Well, let's see how, how far back do you want to go, but you know, <laughs> I actually lived in Sacramento years back. I graduated from Sac State. Uh, I worked for the Sheriff's Department for five years, left there, uh, went into social service work, right? Uh, which I enjoyed, I really did. You know, mm -hmm. I, I became a community social service director for the county, uh, which I, I really liked because I was overseeing um, seniors, kids in our community, um, you know, nine community centers where we had activities, you know, throughout the day, mm -hmm. you know, Monday through Friday. And it was actually there where I, I met a county supervisor, uh, Dari Marenka, who, who I used to read about in the paper, you know, and, and see him and see all the good things he was doing. And uh, it wasn't until one day he showed up in my office and he wanted to talk to me about, uh, he thought he, he heard a rumor that I was thinking about leaving. And I told him, no, I wasn't thinking about leaving, you know, I, unless I'm, well, unless I'm getting fired or something, right? right? <laughs> he goes, no, no, you know, cause you know, I had 50 seniors walk up today at a County Board of Supervisors and um, 
that I didn't know about, mm -hmm. right? And they were literally kind of telling them, the board, that, hey, you know, um, if you get rid of this guy, you know, we voted you in, we'll vote you out. And uh, so he, he appeared in my office that day. And he goes, well, you know, are you leaving? I kept saying, no, I'm not leaving at all. And he goes, well, and he told me the whole story. And from that talk, just meeting this guy who walked in my office where my heartbeat, you know, just <laughs> right. started coming out of my shirt, yeah. right? Um, we we built this relationship. You know, he asked me what I needed in the community. And I, I said, well, we had nine community centers. I would love to have bands for our kids, you know, more programs for seniors, expansion in our centers. Mm. And, uh, um, you know, he assisted us with all that. Then a year later, he's asked me to come work for him. And I just literally just said no. I wasn't a public speaker. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about politics. You know, what am I going to do? And um, he says, well, think about it. Like most of us, what do we do? We go to our parents, right? And uh, that's exactly what I did. I went to go talk to my dad and my mom. And the first thing my dad asked, he goes, which one pays more? You know? <laughs> and I told my dad, literally, I said, dad, I said, listen, I, t I, I lose my civil service. And I take a cut pay. And he goes, well, you know, well, that would be not smart to take right. that. Don't do that, you know. But my mom over here, the angel, was always the one saying, hey, maybe this will open up some more opportunities for you. And um, I thought about it. And I, a year later, I took, I, I took, took it on. Um, hated it the first two months. Literally hated it because I was behind a desk. You know, I felt like I was shackled to it. And right. Here I am, like to be, if there's something wrong, I like to, you know, go out and see what's with my own eyes, you know. And uh, he finally released the shackles and said, here, you know, run and do, you know, do do what I want you to do. But at the same time, if you want to go see see if there's a problem or an issue in our community, you know, then, then do so. And uh, I worked for him for five years and when there was a vacant seat i ran and uh i won i'm a two i was a two-term county supervisor um when i turned out i went into the private sector i became ceo of the hispanic chamber mm -hmm. uh then i partnered up with a uh trucking school so we opened up uh, a small trucking school with within the district and then um a year, two years later is when I started getting phone calls that eighty thirteen seat was, you know, going to be open. And, you know, we basically, again, we uh, went around the community, you mm -hmm. know, asked folks what they thought, you know, should I run? You know, it wasn't something that I needed to decide on my own. I needed to get the community's buy-in, you know, and, right. and their input. And uh, after several meetings, I kind of got their blessing. And and uh, I remember sitting down with my wife and she was saying, well, if you're going to run, run like you ran the very first time, you know, run hard, you know, and <laughs> and and we did, you right. know, and it was it was uh, it was it was great. Right. We won the primary. And then guess what? COVID hit. We right. Yeah, it was right. But March that March primary. Huh? Wow. Yeah. I mean, it was basically the, uh, not just the city, but the, the world shut down, right? And was that a Dem on Dem primary? It was. Okay. It was Dem on Dem. And were right. you the leading vote getter? Was. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We, won, we won the primary. Uh, I remember that very clearly. It was like the, I, gave, I gave all my volunteers like a week and a half or two, you know, just to kind of rest up and, and – uh, you know, catch up and then 
it was right, what, March, late March, when we started already started thinking about what we were going to be doing, um, copying everything we did in the primary, right? right? But adding a few more components to it. And, um, and then we, COVID hit. We were right in the middle of the pandemic, right you now, and we were trying to figure out what can we do different now that we can't go. But and then you go back. I mean, part of the campaign was canvassing. We canvassed, you know, six days a week, five days a week. I mean, we 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 really hit the pavement, you know, hard, knocking on doors. So we believed if we walk, we win. And uh, we couldn't do any walking. We couldn't do any knocking. We couldn't do any any of that right. because we're right in the middle of the pandemic. So we were just trying to figure out what can we do different. And uh, there's a lot of news that a lot of folks out there didn't know about how, where to go. Mm -hmm. You know, if um, if you needed, you know, assistance, you know, uh, unemployment, um, housing assistance. A PG&E assistance. Um, we were going live, you know, on social media. What I was doing every week, I was going out to listen to this Tracy City Council meetings. Mm -hmm. I was listening to the County Board of Supervisors meetings, and literally had a whiteboard, and I was writing down everything, you know, what what they were messaging out to their community. So I was messaging that out to my uh, followers, right. Where, where to go get food, um, where to apply for assistance for, for emergency food, where to go, who to talk to about, you know, unemployment, where to file, right? right? All of the emergency needs that, that one was trying to figure out how to do this. We were just literally on social media, you know, two to three times a week. And then on top of that, I realized the other, the number one need was food, so I started um, volunteering my time at Oasis uh, Community Center, and they had a setup that was so organized. I mean, where you didn't, you had no contact with anyone. You know, we were all spreaded. You know, more than six feet, ten feet apart. Mm -hmm. We had three different lanes for cars to pull up. They would pop. They would pop their trunk, right? Open up the trunk. They didn't get out. We loaded up a, you know, uh, a box or two of food in their cars, and that was going on three to four times a week. So we were wow. doing social media live, right? There, you know, that here's where we are. Here's where you can come. Here are the hours, and um, it was nice because you know we were trying to show that as. Uh, a person that really wanted to win this seat, a person that really wanted to be involved in our community. Here, we're doing it now. Yeah, it's here. like you just assumed the job. You just like right. created a field office and went with it. Yeah, That's so it was, awesome. it, it was it was great. You know, it was it was more. It wasn't so much of a photo op. It was really the you know the the emergency of the needs of of folks. Right. Yeah, just I mean, jumping right in. Yeah. yeah, I remember sitting next to someone that was kind of you know eight feet, and he was he mentioned he goes that caught my ear. He goes, look at all these nice cars coming through. And, um, you know, I remember looking at him and saying, and nothing negative, right? I was just thinking to myself, you know, here's a, here's a time that no one should be bashful. No one, no one expected this to happen to mm -hmm. us. No one knew, you know, what was going to be um, 
you know, what was going to be next? You know, what was what was behind uh, the unknown? Right. Because a lot of us were kind of sitting there going, you know, what you know, you, you would hear about on TV, right? You hear about what's going on in different countries, different cities. Um, it was right in front of us, too. It wasn't something that we can sit there and just listen. We were all experiencing all of that. Right. You know, so uh, it was a great experience for me because it it, it gave me um, what an emergency officer would do, right? You know, you don't have hours or, or weeks to plan out. You have to react now. Right. You have to react right then and try to figure out what can you do so i would you know so i i mean i i had friends and family that were asking me too you know who who should i turn to but it was really nice you know that the fact that we had um access to food you know it's really nice that this state when and i gotta say this country um when there's a need you know we step up Mm -hmm. there's no hesitation and uh i'm 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 so excited you know that i'm here because not only did i experience it prior to getting here i'm experiencing it here now as uh, a freshman legislator right? right to to approve you know to hit that red button i mean that green button the yes to support of what should go out in our state how how do we help others you know and that's that's um that's the good thing about you know my colleagues from both sides of the aisle right not just democrats but republicans that are sitting here you know working together to try to do what's good for our community right. our state you know the, the interesting thing uh you know being from the stockton area you know it's kind of one of the i guess most most productive areas uh you know you have the port there kind of right where the valley meets the water so there's a lot of import export a lot of truck driving, uh, agriculture things going on. What have you noticed during COVID? How has COVID affected, I guess, Stockton and kind of the, the economy as, yeah, as a lot of things yeah. were coming in and out and, you know, did yeah. that stop for a while? And yeah. uh, how's it recovering? Yeah, no, I remember picking up my um, brother-in-law from San Jose at 3.30 in the afternoon, right like May, June, I think it was. Um, right before they were going to close the border of Mexico. And I remember calling up my sister-in-law and saying, he needs to get back because they're going to shut that down. Mm. And I remember picking him up in San Jose airport and it was three 30 in the afternoon. And he was just at awe, right? So was I, because you're stuck in in traffic for hours, right? We cruised on in, like if it was, you know, three o'clock in the morning with no traffic, there wasn't hardly any cars or trucks um it's been difficult for the business community Mm -hmm. you know trying to get back on their feet you know because it's um for many cases right i mean now trying to get higher folks it's been it's been difficult um the the trucking industry was was basically shut down um san joaquin county is the hub of 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 the trucking industry you got warehouses after warehouses and um it, it was a ghost town. I mean, when you drove around, um, you know, throughout the freeway or, or around San Joaquin County, it was just a ghost town. People was was scared. Businesses were calling to try to figure out, you know, what can they do? What right. you know, what kind of assistance can we can we help them with? 
um, it was it was one of those things that you know it wasn't. Again, you needed to try to figure out how can we help them, you know. And it was nice to try to at least get some of the business grants going, which was nice that we provided that. Uh, but I got to I, I got to tell you, it was uh, all hands on deck with staff, even capital staff, right, working on EDD cases. You know, getting people to to help them file. Right. I mean, you got a lot of folks that even folks that just don't know even how to use the computer. You know, we were sitting there trying to help them out, get them through. And then, um, you know, we were just involved with with the ag community too. You know, trying to figure out okay, who, you know, it was the the the, the vaccinations were now starting to come out, right? right. You know, how we're gonna do the vaccinations. And there was an order, right? There was, you know, all of the the essential workers, you know, but we also wanted to make sure that we were also gonna get our ag community vaccinated. I mean, you know, the, here's, here are folks that, you know, the first contact on food are our ag community, you know? So we didn't wanna cut in line, mm-hmm. but we wanted to be in line. right? So yeah, it was, you name it, it was difficult for all of us, you know, but we, we're we still getting through it. You know, it's still difficult. We're still doing those EDD cases in our office. Crazy. I mean, we, we had, um, I think we closed out last week, uh, 230 cases, mm-hmm. and, then we, and then we pick up another couple more hundred, you right. know? So it's, 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 it's hard, right? Because we are also getting the empl- the business community that is hiring, they're hiring you you name it. Every job is right now needing workers, so we're we're really trying to advertise that. Yeah, you know, one of the more interesting thing as a, as a freshman coming in is kind of that meeting with the speaker and kind of seeing what what committees uh, you're going to be on and kind of what what's your future going to look like. Kind of how how was your meeting with the speaker and kind of what what committees did you want? What committees did you end up getting here this year? Yeah, good question. You know, obviously there's um, you, you'll put your request in. Mm-hmm. You know of, of what you would like to have and um you know he's gonna he's gonna delegate what he thinks you should have right Right. so i think we put in like 10 i don't remember every every committee we asked for but you know um a lot of business committees that i wanted to sit on right but obviously i couldn't get it but i got on human service which was for me okay i was I was glad to be on human right. service. You, you know, got some good experience there. Yeah, I mean, be, having a social work degree, you know, um, knowing how the counties work, mm-hmm. you know, knowing how you know anything when it comes to um, um, food banks, you know, um, um, programs for the, for for those who are in need. Right. Um, I was somewhat aware of it. So sitting on the human service agency uh, committee was was great. We also sit on parks and wildlife, which is nice because what did we learn from this? So, you know, we learned uh, that our parks are essential. Right. Right. I mean, people were just going out to parks, even when, you know, when the pandemic, when people were telling you can't go there, Mm. people were exercising. You know, they needed to still keep their health and and mentally have to go out there. right? Right. Just to you know, get away from, from being home locked down all day. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad I, I sit on that committee because I realized that uh, I not only do I n- want to have more parks, um, you know, w- we need to expand on them. Um, you know, we need to beautify them. Um, we need to also, you know, protect our water. So we also talk about water issues, right? which is, you know, probably something I, I probably wanted to end with, but, um, you know, we're having those talks now, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, the drought has hit us, you know, 
we've never been hit this hard since 1970s. Which is crazy because we've had some bad years lately. So really, really bad, right? I mean, so uh, another another committee I sit on is rules, which Mm -hmm. is nice because we all. I mean, I just got off a meeting, you know, listening to you know what rules we need to continue practicing within within the Capitol, and uh, even though a lot of folks think that the pandemic's over, it's not. You know, we need to still continue practicing, keeping our, you know, I I know a lot of people feel safe now because they're vaccinated, Mm -hmm. but there's still people getting uh, COVID, even with the vaccination. Right. You know, so, so, you know, we're we're still, you know, preaching those words to make sure that, hey, keep your distance, you know, try to stay safe with, you know, amongst friends, you know, you know, uh, try to stay away from the bigger, big crowds. But that's still our message. You know, it's interesting because, you know, the capitals opened up a little bit. Uh, you know, people were have, you know, hoping to get in-person meetings and things like that. Again, it kind of slightly opened up here. And now, you know, we've had, what, seven or eight cases of staff catching COVID. Yeah. I guess, what, what are you guys talking about? Are you guys talking about, I guess, keeping on with the current mm-hmm. rules or kind of going back to the old? Or yeah, what, no, what I, th- I, think, I think we're going to still stay with where we're at, but make sure that um, some of the other folks, like, you know, there's... And, and I don't mean other, there's there's so many of us at the right. Capitol, right? That we're um, all vaccinated, right? And that we're, we're gonna continue maybe bring back testing. So that's where, that's gonna be critical. Um, right. You know, there, there's some members that may get into a, an example, like they might get into a car and then two or three members, you know, I think we're gonna go back to making sure that there's only one member in, 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 in the automobile or the van. Um, and then you know, still keeping our distance, still making sure that we're, you know, we're, we wear a mask. Um, that's kind of what I heard. You know, I, I'm not sure if we're going to go back to wearing our mask inside the office. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. That's that's kind of the talk we're at. Right. right now. Interesting. Uh, you just kind of wrapped up, I guess, your first budget uh, season. Uh, kind of what what do you think about the budget and kind of were you able to get anything for your your community in this year's yes, budget? Yes, yeah. So um, I was excited about that, right? I mean, here's my first year. You know, when 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 I'm so used to you know like asking for a couple hundred thousand right. or you know, not in the millions, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's you know I I uh, during going back to the pandemic, you know, I realized um, the folks that were around helping out a lot. I was kind of measuring everyone, you know, mm-hmm. who was doing good, who was doing well. Um, and I put in for some funding uh, for Oasis Community Center, right? Because I really s- saw that they stepped up, you know, without no hesitation, you know, you know, and they had no, no funding from government. They had no funding from the county, no funding from the city. Right. You know, there were just there were just a lot of folks that were contributing and they made it work, right? Um, but I, I sat down with staff, you know, after and I said, hey, you know, what else would you guys want to do here? And they basically said, you know, listen, we have no refrigeration here. You know, we want to make sure that we can put add more refrigeration. We want to make sure that we have some vans for our kids to, so when they get out of school, we can pick them up and bring them back right. to the center. And I and I and I'm a firm believer of that because you know if you can get them from school into a center, you know during that break is when when a lot of our kids could uh, deviate right. and do something different, right? Exactly. Or do something wrong, right? Let's be honest, right? So to get them back in the center. 
um, create some senior programs, uh, create you know family programs in there. So I asked them to kind of put a, a, a budget together and uh, we staff um, that I'm very thankful assist them also to to kind of think, you know, not not just for today, think about it like five years down the line. So uh, during that, the budget, we got five million for them, which nice. is huge for us. Right. right. I mean, as a first first time freshman on, you know, on campus to get five million for a community center. Yeah, I actually kind of leaked it a little early just I, I said hey listen if they sign it today you know then it goes to the governor but you know i i, I think you're going to get it and I, all i heard on the phone were literally <laughs> weeps That's they were crying they were crying on right. the phone right because they've had so many people come through and take tours and um no one's ever stepped up to help them but i got to thank my staff because they're the ones that really put this together um, but I, and it's not us, it's them. Right. They're the ones that really have stepped up through the, during the pandemic, even prior to that, to, to help our community. And it's in a, it's in a pocket in North Stockton that if you drive around there, there's no community center, there's nothing around there. Mm-hmm. And I've been trying to figure out how can we help them? I, I'm the one that was actually got the chairman of the board of the county board of supervisors to take a tour to really consider that adopting them, even though they're in the city. I explained to them, I said, listen, you get a lot of folks that are from all kinds of diff- different zip codes right. that come here. So um, fast forward, you know, we got the five million and uh, we're, we're, we're gonna wait and sit with staff and then assist them all the way through. But we're just excited because we know that uh, it's gonna go into the community and it's gonna yeah. go to nothing but good. That's awesome. Kind of one thing you kind of talked about earlier was kind of you know hiring your staff and kind of interviewing through Zoom. Kind of who's who's helped you kind of show you the ropes up here and how things operate and kind of mentored you through the process uh, up here so far. Well, I got to say, um, uh, Israel Landa. Okay, Israel's my guy, go-to guy that goes with. He does all of our you know checks and balances when right. it comes to the bills, right? Uh, and I remember when I got a stack of. Uh, of um, resumes and I was kind of going through a bunch and I, I was scratching my head trying to figure out who, how do you pick you know right. how do you pick the winner out of this you know because they're all these resumes you know they were sharp mm-hmm. and uh, and then you can't interview them like we're like us like we're right. talking right and it was through zoom and probably within my third interview I was I was done um, I had gotten a call from a few folks that were up here right. and I submitted some names. I said, Hey, you know, here's some folks I like, you know, um, you know, can you give me some input? And, uh, and believe it or not, Israel Landa was like number one. Mm-hmm. And some of the friends that were helping me had Israel also as number one. Like it was like, a. uh, um, you know when football and baseball right. go through the the, the, the draft the draft right. right exactly it was like the draft right and i was like right. i can't believe that this guy's still on, you know on the, on the board exp- yeah <laughs> still on the board right and here we are you know i basically kind of just talked to him and yeah. the first day i met him um i met him on the floor he took me down to the floor and we just sat there and we chatted for a good 45 minutes and you know he he we just I just knew then that I knew I had a great 
I mean, a winner, right, right. in our corner. And uh, he's just been instrumental, not just by getting me around, you know, the capital, but extremely knowledgeable when it comes to the bills, you know, how to talk to either the folks that are trying to help you, mm. you know, lobbyists that are trying to come right. through the doors. Um, and, and what I like about Israel, he doesn't, you don't ever see, uh, you know, like a bad bone in his body. You know, if there's, if, if, if a person is trying to talk to you, he never sees the person as negative. He always figures out how can we turn something that a person is trying to talk to you right. into something positive. Right. And he's like that with my, with my staff. He's a mentor for everyone. Um, you know, he's just very knowledgeable. So we're just, you know, we're just excited to have him. Uh, I'm going to make sure, you know, that, that, that when November comes, when I can give a raise, he's the first person I'm going to give yeah. a raise. Cause I want to make sure I don't lose him. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Hold on to him. That's oh, I got to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, so, you know, this year you're starting up, you know, what's your bill package looking like? Uh, you know, we've just gone, I guess, to the other house, uh, how many bills do you start with? How many you have left? And how's your session looking? Yeah, so uh, obviously we could only have 12 get mm -hmm. through, right? I mean, there's there's a, uh, one that went to a two year. Um, we're looking at, uh, obviously you've heard about our pollinator bill, right? So our pollinator bill was, was nice because we got er an early call from the governor's office mm -hmm. that it, not only did he like it, he really was, he loved it, right? Because it was, uh, you know, one out of every three, every third bite comes from pollination, mm -hmm. right? So this this bill was huge for the ag community, especially, right? Folks that, you know, when you look at um, our fruits, you know, our, our example, let's say almonds, right? I mean, you, you, you can't, you, you can't grow them without it being pollinated. Right. So, you know, when we first put in for it, uh, we thought hopefully we'll cross our fingers, you know, maybe we'll get, you know, five. We ended up getting 30 million for it. Wow. Which was nice, right? So this is the pollinating for, for habitat. This would help them to to make sure that, you know, they're protected mm -hmm. and they're growing, you know, because it's, you know, we're, we're, we're having some issues in, in the state of California, you know, and, um, and we want to protect that. Right. We want to protect, you know, that, uh, we're, we're not just trying to assist them with funding, but we're also trying to feed the free, feed the state and the world. Yeah, no, I think, you know, we have some ridiculous amount of uh, responsibility in our hands in, in terms of food. I think it's like one eighth of the world's food or something like right. that comes from yeah. San Joaquin Valley. So that's, yeah, that's crazy. And I guess, yeah, we need, we need those bees working away. Yeah. Then we had uh, um, AB 931 police officer duty to intervene, mm -hmm. right? That that's been actually getting a lot of um, good publicity. You know, um, uh, this year uh, we were trying to figure out. You know, the word of reform has been, you know, front page right. of every every newspaper, and we were trying to figure out. You know, what can we do differently? What can we do? You know, coming coming back from a background in law enforcement, right? I mean, where I was always pushing to triage folks, right? As they, as they come through the, through our jail, our number one thing was always to try to make sure we were triaging, but we weren't doing it then. Right. You know, and intervening, uh, intervene uh, is huge because if you see something wrong, and I, and I say this bill is not just for law enforcement. I'm, I'm talking, if you're a nurse, you're a doctor, if you're a pilot, mm -hmm. And you see something wrong, you should be able to 
to intervene and stop what's going on, right? You can save many, many lives. Right. And you know, when we pr when we started talking about this bill, um, we wanted to also let law enforcement know that listen, we're not trying to, um, you know, hurt you guys. We're not trying to go against you. We're actually trying to help you. We're trying to figure out what out what other tool can we give you, right? And we know that a lot of it has to do with training, right? You know, so this bill basically is that. It, it, it will force law enforcement to have more training to go through those situations, you know, when 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 they have to make an arrest or they're at the scene that they have a voice that they can stop. Even if even if, you know, their sergeant's there and he's, you know, or, or lieutenant right. that you can you can you know, you can stop that person. You can stop your coworker your or 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 your partner, you know. Uh, before he or she makes a mistake. It, it actually gives them the tools, it gives them the knowledge, and this is what that bill is about. Right. Yeah, so, and we're excited that we also got all state and law enforcement to support it, give it thumbs up. And that's great. And this bill actually um, uh, passed, you know, the assembly with, with both Republicans and Democrats support. It was nice to see that. Yeah, kind of after seeing kind of that George Floyd video, it's kind of like, you know, how did those other guys not intervene? And, right. Uh, glad you're doing that so that, you know, doesn't happen here down the road. And, yeah. you know, one, one final bill I see is, is you got 1471 uh, dealing with the Public Utilities Commission. Kind of what's what's that bill about? And kind of what, what are you looking to do there? So, I mean, you know, San Joaquin County, I mean, if, if, um, if you look at how diverse we are, mm -hmm. I mean, we have every culture around. And where we've had, we've also had all of the blackouts, right? I mean, when 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 PG&E goes to his issues, you know, we're we're probably one of the first to experience that. Northern California, uh, and it, and it's not to take it away from the Bay Area at all. It's to really put it to where uh, it belongs, you know. And and this bill is really to have a say so, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to our energy. It has a say so from our folks from our community that literally have walked that walk. Um, and we want to make it diverse. Right. So, and it's not just folks from, from Northern California. You know, we committed to making sure that we have, you know, someone from Southern California, someone from Northern California, and someone from the Central Valley to sit on that, to sit on that committee to make those decisions, right. to help out with those decisions. Because, you know, we just can't continue just to have, you know, a one one-minded group to make decisions. We got to have it to where it's so diverse that um, that it's felt. Right. You know? So we're we're excited today that it uh, it it did pass today the Senate um, the Senate committee today the oh, today actually today yeah today so <laughs> we're excited so now it'll go before the Senate uh, committee so. Oh. Great. Uh, you know, one thing you just kind of touched on upon earlier, you know, what's so important to, you know, your district is is water, right? You, you know, have the import export stuff through the Bay, you know, you're right there at the forefront of, of the egg community. And, you know, as you, you also mentioned, you sit on the parks, you know, and there's, you know, I, you know, we had Senator Eggman on earlier and, and she talks about the balance you need, right? Uh, between wildlife and agriculture and commerce, uh, you know, the drought's being touched upon a little bit here. It's getting some news, but you know how dire it is in, in some of these northern california communities is amazing kind of kind of what are your thoughts right now on the drought and how is it affecting your community and kind of what can be done i guess yeah to kinda... well <clears throat> i'll tell you um again being new here 
I was trying to figure out the same question. Right. You know, what can I do? As, not just because I'm a freshman, because I know I, I live in an ag community. You know, I just recently uh, reorganized the Central Valley Caucus, right? So I met with them yesterday. You know, I had Republicans and Democrats, you know, at the table trying to figure out, you know, where, where either did the baton get lost, mm-hmm. you know, or where are we? I didn't even know there was a Central Valley Caucus. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bay Area we're getting, one, right? we're, getting yeah. it, we're getting it up and going again, nice. right? So uh, it was nice, you know, I had folks like Heath Flora, Bigelow, um, Gray, uh, Cooper, myself, uh, um, uh, Joaquin, Rumbla, you know, these, uh, and Salas. So we had a big, a good table of folks going back and forth of what should have, have happened. You know, bills that probably got killed years ago, mm-hmm. promises that should have been kept, right. right? And they weren't kept, you know, and I was hearing all the kind of the negative issues of it, but I was kind of like, okay, guys, you know, we're, we're, we're done with that. Let's talk about what do we do next? Right. What's right? tomorrow? What, what do we do yeah. next here? You know, and, and, and these veterans that were sitting at the table, you know, they were, they were happy to the fact that, you know, our office is really thinking about it. You know, we don't need, um, um, what we need right now is to pick up where we left. You know, if there was a promise given, we need to keep that promise. And the funding's there, right? We need to figure out how we capture that water. How do we, how do we build new dams, right? I mean, that's, that's going to be the question. You know, if the funding's there, then we need to, we need to execute that and we need to keep that promise going. So, it was a great talk. Um, you know, I've asked everyone, listen, for the next two days, I want you to kind of sleep on it because I really want to, I'm really, we're so behind that this is an emergency. Mm-hmm. When you hear about what some of the other counties like, uh, I was listening to um, to Senator Hurtado speak the other day, how her in her counties, in certain parts of her counties that folks have to go to the next city to fill up their truck with water so that they can use it, you know, just to flush wow. their, their restroom, right? We're, we're California. Yeah. You know, we should not be living like that, especially when we help so many others from, you know, in different parts of the state and, and the world. No one should be living like that, right? So uh, I think these talks are essential. They're important and it's going to happen. So I, I, hate to tell you that stay tuned but you know we're it's stay tuned we're gonna find we're gonna learn more this upcoming monday of what we want to present so we're gonna sit down with the uh, uh, budget chair uh ting okay and give him a list of where we're at and what we need to do mm-hmm. and hopefully that he can put it on the budget to get this done right yeah it's 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 important right i mean it's 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 you know here's the way i look at it is that if we don't do not if we don't do something about it now a year from now, you're going to see it at your grocery stores. You're right. going to see it when you're when you're sitting there paying more on either milk or your your you know all of your veggies. You know they're sky high. It's because this is something that we should have been talking. You know we don't do this. We when it comes to fires, we only talk about when it's fire season, right. right? It's 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 it should not be water season. We should be always having this talk. And we got to get it done. It's yeah. important, right? Well, we're it seems like we're the California. Last Ten years, we've had this talk, and it really hasn't led to 
kind of solution and kind of, you know, in Southern California, people, you know, where there is no water, people have swimming pools and lawns and, you know, people in the valley, as you're saying, don't have portable water. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a big yeah. problem. So, yeah. And, 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 and what we need to do is also bring folks from Southern California to understand ag, mm-hmm. you know, how important that is, you know, where I come from, three out of every five jobs are ag related. And, um, you know, we need to protect that yeah. and we continue to protect that. Cause we, again, we don't just feed, um, this state, we feed this nation, we feed this world. Right. Yeah. Well put, um, you know, before, before we go, I, you know, you're a freshman, freshmen usually get hazed somehow, you know, once or, you know, throughout the session, kind of, what are the, some of the things, uh, that people have done to kind of give you a hard time this year being a, being a freshman? Um, well, there's a couple, you know, I, I did get haze on, on the Republican side. I had, uh, I had a, a wine growler bill, right? Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, like a beer, right. beer growler bill. Uh, I heard members right before they were going to vote on it. They were talking about, well, wait a minute, maybe we shouldn't vote on this today. Maybe we should go to Napa mm-hmm. and talk about it there, right. you know? And I was kind of looking around the room. I was going, I, I caught on real quick. Okay. <laughs> Okay, these guys are hazing me right, right. now, right? So uh, it was nice that they all got up after kind of like, you know, knuckled me, mm-hmm. you know, congratulations on your bill. Um, I've had some members uh, on the floor, like uh, Assemblymember Ramos. Um, that So in the back of the room to the far right corner, we have like four Mexicans. We call it El Barrio, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> <laughs> these guys were all like right. every time... I get to the floor like, hey, bring me coffee. I'm like, okay, I bring coffee. Hey, I want you to bring some donuts up. You know, I'm like, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll bring some donuts up. You know, so I got a little hazed right. by then. There, there's, there's all these different like caucus. You know, there's a Firestone caucus, right? So they, they, they kind of teased me about, hey, you should join. You get this like green jacket. So I've been. I've been meeting with them for like three times already and I keep asking for my jacket. Right. Then they finally said, no, it's not a jacket. It's more of a windbreaker. So I'm like, okay, am I getting one or another? But I know it's all get fun and games. Right. But yeah, no, I mean, the the my colleagues have been great. They've been That's very awesome. supportive. Very, you know, anytime I need to, you know, talk to them about an issue or a lot of times they call me and, and you know, they'll, they'll, if I need a you know, pick their brain or explain, you know, something, even some, some, some audibles on the floor Mm -hmm. that I'm trying to figure out what just happened. You know, they'll explain it to us or explain it to me. So it's been great. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, You know, you touched upon this earlier, you know, your social media and kind of, you know, how you kind of campaigned a bit kind of for our listeners at home, how can we follow you uh, online or through social media if we want to. So Ben, who's here, I mean, I didn't really talk about Ben. Ben has been, uh, Ben Sheever, he's been, so good when it comes to my social media. Nice. I mean, I even had the speaker come up to me and he he goes, hey, I don't know what you're doing, but you're killing it out there. I am because I, I, you, you don't follow yourself, right? Okay, it's like, man, we got a yeah. you know, little plug out there. So yeah, no, and, and I, you know, I do my own personal too, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, for, for folks that I'm trying to get them to come over, right? but it's been great. I mean, a lot of people will, I'll, I'll be, you know, around town you know, and they'll stop me and say, "Hey, Carlos, you know, you're doing a really good job." You know, I heard what you did the other day, mm-hmm. and it's nice. It's so nice when you you're just in your community and people are stopping you, right. and they're acknowledging you what you've done, right? I mean, I don't follow myself. I don't sit there and you know, once it's done, I kind of go on to the next 
you know, item on the chalkboard, right? Uh, but it's nice that I have a good staff that it literally are helping us to get that message out there. Again, it's not about a photo op, it's about getting our message out there. Right. You know, I mean, we're, we're still, again, not out of the pandemic, you know, we're still, there's still a lot of needs, a lot of emergency issues that we have, and we really try to make, make sure that we're, 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 we're pushing out. Like right now, I mean, you know, there's, there's assistance for um, our, our renters assistance right now for those who, who fell behind, you know, mm-hmm. for that there's funding for that. And this is like the third round. And the second, the first two rounds, it's not that we just didn't hit it right. You know, we didn't message that right. You know, so now we're trying to make sure that we're doing that in our community right. and let people know that there is assistance for that. That's cool. Well, thanks very much for taking the time to join us. Uh, loved hearing the stories and look forward to hearing more, especially about I, that Central Valley uh, caucus. I appreciate uh, it. Yeah. More, so. Looking forward to come back. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, Carlos. All right. Have a good one.